Welcome to another podcast on the Autodesk AEC channel, hosted by Angela Samoes. What you're about to hear is a phone conversation with Adam Spring, a noted business development professional and expert in 3D reality capture workflows and markets, and Angela Samoes of Autodesk. Before, Adam, we jump into the topic of reality computing, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and the work that you've been doing. Okay, so I would describe myself overall as a user communicator um, because I've been working with laser scanning, photogrammetry, structural motion, and various other things for the last 10 years, so 2005. And I've done quite a lot in the cultural heritage space is one area that I'm known for. I've laser scanned and did 3D imaging work at various World Heritage sites, including Knossos, Retrink in Albania, and a lot of industrial heritage from where I'm from originally in Cornwall. Um, in the last seven years, I've gained quite a reputation in terms of business to business and business to consumer communications. I've covered everything from reports to doing research for academic journals, white papers, and various other things as well. So that's me in a nutshell. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. I love um, hearing about all the awesome things that you are up to when it comes to scanning and drone flying and, and creating 3D models. You've been doing quite a, quite a bit of work there. So thank you for joining us. Oh, no, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, you know, thank you for uh, being a fan. It's always good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we at Autodesk have been talking about what we call reality computing, meaning everything from the data capture to creating the 3D model to the actual making of whatever it is that you um, you have created. So I wanted to get your take on that whole space and, and reality computing and how you see, um, what are people saying about it? Are they calling it something different? Um, and are they doing it? I mean, we're reading a lot about it, but are people actually doing it? Well, I mean, I think that's an interesting question because essentially I think where reality computing is coming in, it's coming in with regards to the life cycle of a product. So I think what we're seeing is things like point clouds and meshes. They're now giving people the ability to actually work with what's actually there, what what might be called as-is information. So, you know, whereas previously you'd have a design and then, say, like a building being put up, there may not necessarily be a direct link between the two in the sense of some things may get altered along the way. But now with the ability to use 3D images like a point cloud or a solid surface mesh, you're able to actually base stuff off of reality. And I think... In terms of the way users are working with it, I think overall what we're seeing is a shift from what I would call productivity computing to creative computing. So essentially what you've got there is there's no longer necessarily a very rigid workflow, but it's more about, okay, how can I do this and how can I kind of think about it a bit more freely? So I guess Mm. an example I would use would be, say, something like the maker movement. And I'll use that because actually in front of me right now over the weekend, my father-in-law gave me um, basically a bolt head that had basically melted. It's a plastic one. Because it's European, he couldn't get hold of it. So he's like, can you take this to a makerspace for me? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, not a problem. Because essentially what you can do now, one side of it is actually melted away. But because it's very much a you know, circular, uniform shape, you can now essentially use something like Recap Photo, take a 3D image of it, give it a scale, and then move one section of the circle to the other side where it's burnt so you can now basically create your own and build your own. So I think that's that's what we're coming to now. I think we're seeing a decentralization of production. So, you know, whereas before we would have things going on in the factory, 
and you know everything would be very centralized the building has kind of moved to anywhere you could be in a coffee shop and you could be tinkering on the design and then you know publish mm-hmm. it on things like thingiverse and then from there you could send it to a printing um production company online like somebody like shapeways and then they could basically just mail it back to you so i think you know we're at a very interesting time in terms of where you know capture production and what production actually means now if that, if that answers your question no it absolutely does so a lot of this, what you're talking about, almost sounds like, I think, what we used to see in science fiction, but now it's becoming a reality, and I think uh, some people are still trying to figure out, how do I get started? What, how, where, you know, where in my product life cycle, if you will, should I start to apply these technologies? So what would be your advice in terms of either how to get started or where to look at within your process to apply this kind of technology? And maybe it's different for different use cases, but what what are some of the bits of advice you give people as you're talking to them about how to get started? So I think a generic thing I always give advice on is a very human piece of advice, and that's essentially now what we're seeing is a lot of stuff is geared towards peer-to-peer learning, and one of the things I think is the most valuable resource that anybody has in any workflow is actual people. And I think with regards to that peer-to-peer learning, linking it back to services and solutions, and this could be things like Recap, it could be things like Revit, it could be even, you know, the 123D product line, which is obviously a lot of that is free, you know, Mm -hmm. is essentially we now have a non-linear workflow. And I think that's basically something that people are kind of starting to get their head around. It's certainly something I've seen in the last five years, more so than anything else. So, you know, just to timestamp this, this being recorded in 2015, around about 2010, people started to realize you you can revisit stuff or you don't necessarily have to be worried about messing something up in a pipe flow work line because digital technologies are now more forgiving than I would say maybe analog workflows. And I think that's a general piece of advice I could give. Um, if you're specifically looking at things like 3D imaging, I think one of the things that we've seen in the last five to six years has been things like structure from motion, which have been great in terms of teaching people what a point cloud is and what a mesh is, because anybody with a still camera, whether it's a phone or whether it's a digital SLR camera, can now become a 3D imaging, well, maybe not a specialist, but a 3D, but someone that's very 3D educated. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key thing at this point in time is how do we get our heads around the amount of information that we've now got available? And I think that's not just necessarily to do with design communities, but I think that's a trend that we've got in Western culture in general at the moment is, you know, like, for instance, cell phone is a prime example. We now have a device that is instantaneous in the sense that we can communicate information with people, but at the same time, you know, it's got six or seven sensors in it, you know? So you can basically, you can take an image, you can get you know, your GPS reading, you can, you know, it can tell you whether it's facing horizontal or whether it's facing vertical. So I think it's, you know, how do we pull all this stuff together overall, the answer I would give. Yeah, it's almost like you need to prioritize what is the most important information you want to share with whomever you're communicating with, whether it be a client, a partner, um, or you know a larger audience, but uh, yeah, it, you know you could you could do overkill in so many ways, and then it becomes daunting. And so yeah, yeah that's well, really. I think, great. I think there's I think there's an element of quality control as well in the sense that you know 
and again, this is where education comes into it. Is you know anybody can create a point cloud, but it's whether it's a valid point cloud. And I think coming back to client needs, one of the things that has been fantastic now that we're in such a, a visual age of um, information is to have things, say for instance, like TrueView, which is obviously part of um, like a GeoSystems range of uh, point cloud based stuff. So you know a TrueView, for instance, is something that you can give a client to actually look at, so they can actually then communicate it with, you know, members in their team or even in your team yourself. You know, if you're, if you're basically a contractor looking to basically communicate with your team, then true mm-hmm. you is something that's an option, you know. And that's only mm-hmm. one example. There's numerous uh, ways of doing that. And I mean, you know, again, even products like Recap, for instance, you know, there's a 30-day trial there. If, you, if you've got point cloud information and you don't know what to do with it, then go to Recap because it's, it's such an intuitive tool. You know, it's been designed to be easy to use, but at the same time, it now has something like a fly-through option. So you can actually, you know, give this right. to customers and things like that. So there's, there's plenty of options out there. I would say communication is the key thing for me. Right. So we talked about how to get started. On the flip side, some folks that you have seen doing the most advanced things when it comes to reality computing and 3D capture Tell us a little about what are some of the more advanced things that you're seeing and then where you think things will go in the next, say, two to five years. I would say that in the 3D imaging space or laser scanning space, if I'm going to make it specific to what I know, um, although you know I do do quite a lot with photogrammetry and structural formation and various other things as well, would be a German company called Christopharian Partners. And I class them as the best in the world at what they do. And I mean... You know, I've been doing this since 2005, and in 2007, they were using flatbed holograms to basically show, um, at the time, what were otherwise would have been otherwise 2D plans as 3D. Wow. So, yeah, so a company by the name of Zebra Imaging, they give people the ability to take a, it's like a flatbed resin sheet, and then essentially you just have a white light flashlight over the top, and then when you walk around it, you can actually see a complete 3D of a building or a car, or it can be anything that you want. Um, and I think that's another thing to accentuate as well. There's, there's not necessarily barriers anymore. And from there, they progressed on to, you know, they were early pioneers in 3D printing. Um, and also, I think also as well, certainly moving away from the Christopher side of things, I think the, the big space next is the experiential side of things. So whether that's augmented mm. reality, whether that's virtual right. reality, you know, whether that's augmented virtuality, which is another thing that's on the horizon, you know, it's, it's an exciting time in that space. Um, certainly the last time I was in the Bay Area, um, a company by the name of Phase Space are doing some really interesting stuff with mobile phone technology in the augmented reality space. And I, I can't say any more than that, but um, it, was, it was very exciting, very exciting. And when you think about, you know, where things are going to be two in, in two to five years and probably with as as quickly as technology advances, it probably will happen in a year or less, you know, or much sooner than we think. Well, thanks very much, Adam. This has really been very valuable, and, and I hope our listeners are excited, as excited about reality computing as we are. And thanks very much for your expertise. Thank you for having me. For more about Adam Spring, visit remotely-interested.com. Stay tuned for more podcasts here on the Autodesk AEC channel.